Hello and welcome to the Accelerate Your Legacy podcast, where we talk all things money and money mindset. My name is Laura Sexton. I am a trusted financial coach and money mindset specialist. My goal with this podcast is to encourage and inspire you as you set out on a financial journey that eliminates stress and amplifies freedom. Today is the day you stop paying for your past and start saving for your future. If you're looking for more peace in your finances and margin in your budget, you've come to the right place. Hello, Accelerators, and welcome back to the podcast. You have heard me say multiple times that your legacy is more than dollars and cents. One of the legacies that I hope to pass on is my core group of friends. Now, hear me out. This is a money podcast, and nine times out of ten, what we are going to be talking about is your money, but right now what we're talking about is a legacy of friendship. I have four children, and I want them to be friends with each other, but I also want them to have a core group of friends, and we as adults don't always have really good friends. And even if we have friends, we're like, well, we're kind of friends and we kind of do stuff together. And we, we kind you know, there's a kind of, but what I want for you is something deeper. My mother has been best friends with someone for over 40 years. My mother has been friends with this person for longer than any of her marriages. This person somebody I call my aunt. She has been there through thick and thin. Her kids and I grew up together. Her daughter is going to take care of my children if something were to ever happen to me and my husband. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if I needed something or my mother needed something and we called this person, she would come in a moment's notice. That's friendship. That's family. That's what that is. That is a friend that has been around so long. We're going to call her family. And I've seen that modeled with my mom where we would go over to her house once a week to have dinner together and we'd play together and the parents played cards. I always wanted that. Well, last Mother's Day, I went ahead and I did something really awkward. I sat down with three moms that I spend a whole lot of time with and I asked them to be my friend. This was something I read about in a book by Dr. John Deloney called Own Your Past, Change Your Future. In it, he said that he sat down with someone and he asked them to be his friend. And there's one group of people that said, you know, no thanks, but no thanks. And there's another group they sat down with and the the gentleman started to cry he said nobody's ever asked me to be their friend before and when I was reading this in the book it hit me very powerfully that there's something to labeling right we don't need to put a label on everything not everything needs a label but some things need to be clearly defined I think that to be clear is to be kind and so I sat down on Mother's Day with this core group of friends of mine and I asked them to be my friend. More than that, I asked them to hold me accountable to the things that I said I wanted. I asked them to love my children. In fact, 
if something were to happen to me and my husband, they're temporary guardians, all of them. They're written down. If one can't do it, the other one can. I know they've got my back. Because you see, we agreed to be there for each other in the good times and in the hard times. We promised to push each other to grow as women, as wives, as mothers, and as Christians. We've had each other's back, even when it's hard. You see, there's one one day in the middle of COVID. I knew that my husband had been sick and I had been sick. And it was just one of those really crazy nights. My daughter had gotten up in the middle of the night and she was around two and she was laying on the floor in the bathroom just crying. And then I had this crazy, ridiculous, horrible pain come over me and I couldn't stand up like it crippled me and I was a lump on the floor and I was freaking out because I knew that my husband was in the other room and he was also hurting and he was also suffering. And I was like, something is just not right here that there's nothing about this that's okay i'm freaking out i don't know what to do and so i called my friend larissa it's five o'clock in the morning she answered the phone i called her and i said i have to take my husband to the hospital now if you know anything about my husband he's a big strong manly man he's one of these that you know you could shoot him in the leg and he'll keep going he's never been shot in the leg and i hope that he never is but it's that kind of thing where he just doesn't feel pain well this day he was feeling pain it was so bad that he asked me to take him to the hospital when we got there he had a fever it was 104 it's the height of covid i had no idea what was happening they wheeled him away and i got to worry about him in that moment i got to pray over him in that moment I knew that my kids were being taken care of because my friend Larissa had gotten up and rushed over. My kids were all asleep. They, you know, nobody got up in the middle of the night and she was there. She didn't have to do anything except be there. And sometimes that's what we really, really need. Speaking of friends that are there in the middle of the night, my friend Emily spent the night at my house on the night that I gave birth to baby number four. I had to go to the hospital around 10 p.m. So she came over after my kids were in bed and she made herself at home, made herself a nice little bed, got comfortable. And one of my kids did get up in the middle of that night and he freaked out. And he's like, you're not supposed to be here. When he realized it was her, he's like, oh, it's E, it's E. That's what he calls her. He's like, E's here. And he was happy and he was fine. And she took my kids. I'm literally in the hospital giving birth. And she has my kids over to her house having a wonderful day. They made a picnic on the floor and they had movie night and she even gave, she's even giving them a bath and getting them ready for the next day. Like, that's a good friend who's decided to pick my kids up and love them and treat them like her own. And I got to have my baby on the day that my baby was coming, whether I liked it or not. And my mom was still in Israel and like, my mom really wanted to be there with me and I really wanted my mom to be there. But if she couldn't, I'm so thankful that I had a friend that would come over to my house and sit and watch my children and care for them like they are her own. That's two of my friends. We're a group of four. And this last week, we got to be there for my friend Jamie. We had gone over to Jamie's house for her daughter Olivia's birthday party, and we were getting ready and I had a present for everybody and it just took 
longer than I expected to get everything together. One thing you should know about me is I am perpetually late. I don't like it about myself and I need to put some things in place, parameters in place so that I can get better about not being late to things. On this particular day, I was late to everything and I didn't have the present all ready to go. And so we're sitting at the kitchen table and I'm putting the present together. Then once it's ready and everybody got their gift, we all split up and made sure that our kids were in their bathing suits and we were going to get ready to go. And right as we were gathering everything up, Jamie got a phone call. She freaked out a little bit and rushed out of the house. We're all looking around, you know, it's, it's the three moms. It's our group of four is down to three and we don't know what's happening. But what we do know is that Jamie has two little kids and they're expecting to go to the pool. So what are we going to do? We're going to buck up and take them to the pool. So we had three moms, eight kids. That's right. I have four. And then my friends have two, two, and one. One of those kids was not in the pool. So technically it's nine kids. But eight kids in the pool. And we're constantly counting just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Which is different than how we normally do a park play date. Where we take our kids to a park that's fenced in. And somebody will be like, where are your kids? Really? I don't know. They're over there. Because they're fine. They're safe. They're great. They can't get out of the park. It's fenced in. And it's different when you're in the pool. You have to keep counting. Jamie's husband came and, and told us that her father had passed away. And we said, okay, what do you need? What can we do for you? And he was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, okay, go figure it out and come back. Let us know. So he, he left, he came back to the pool and he said, I'm going to go be with her. And I said, okay, great. We already have a plan for dinner. We already have a plan for what to do for bed. He's like, oh my goodness. I didn't even think about dinner. And I said, that's okay. You don't have to. Because you see, last Mother's Day, we agreed to be there for each other. And whether we had been at her house when this happened or not, we would have all come rushing over and made sure that she was taken care of, made sure that her kids were taken care of. Because I know all of my friends' kids' middle names. Did you have that growing up? Your mother would call you by your first and middle name when you were really in trouble? I always knew I was in trouble when my dad said my first name because most of the time he called me Nicole my middle name most time he just called me nicole and if he called me laura nicole i was in big trouble big huge i know my friends kids middle names and i will use them if they're getting out of hand or if they're doing something dangerous or if i just need to get their attention because when we sat down and talked we gave each other the right to make sure that our children we're in line with who we want them to be in the future. None of these instances were easy to be a part of. It's not easy to be a true friend. It's easy in the in the good times. It's easy, you know, show up at a birthday party, say, hey, how you doing? Okay, great, bye. It's not easy when things get hard. And I am so thankful that I read a book that encouraged me to sit down and have a hard conversation with my friends and say, I really need you to be my friend, not a fake friend, not a superficial friend, but a real one. I'm glad because I know that they are there for me and I'm glad because I get to be there for them. This is a legacy I want my children to see. One of friendships that are so intentional and deep that they might as well be family. I hope that as my kids grow up, they will be intentional about the people they surround themselves with, and they will pick 
friends that are willing to help them grow as women and men, as wives and husbands, as mothers and fathers, and as Christians. I want them to be good citizens in this world. And part of that's who you hang around with. So if we're going to bring this back to money for a second, the people you hang around with, are they people that share your values? Are they people that have given up credit cards and are living the life debt-free? Are they people that are only out for the next biggest, best, craziest thing? I have a friend who posted something on her Facebook about needing to find a good, reliable family car. And this person posted a 2022 Range Rover. And she's like, yeah, I'm looking for something that's you know, in my price range, you know, under $25,000 can hold my kids. And he goes, Oh, I don't look at anything that's under a hundred. Like, cool, dude, that's your season of life. You're not going to be somebody I'm going to spend all my time with because I think spending a hundred thousand dollars on a car is crazy. Make sure that the people you spend your time with share your values. That doesn't mean everybody, right? We can be friends with other people. We can be friends. I have plenty of friends that still use credit cards. I have plenty of friends. I have family that think that there's such a thing as good debt. I don't. I don't want to be a slave. I don't want to be indebted to anyone. I don't want that for you either. Surround yourself with people who love you enough to call you out when you're being crazy. If you don't already have a core group of friends, go out and find them. I really believe that life change happens in relationships. So make sure that you surround yourself with people who are going to help you become the person you want to be. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Go out and make a difference. Thank you for spending some of your most precious resource, your time, working on yourself today. But don't just listen to the show. Implement something you heard. If you found a piece of today's show valuable, chances are you have a friend who will too. So please share this with them. And if you feel led, please rate and review the podcast to help spread the word. Remember, the legacy you leave is not just dollars and cents in a bank account, but the tools, habits, mindset, and reputation you leave behind. If you have questions or need encouragement, send me a DM on Instagram at Accelerate Your Legacy, or check out the resources listed in the show notes. I'll be back next week. Bye for now.